Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to episode 98 of the Gen X Grown Up <laughs> Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we'll see how Netflix's take on the troubled superhero genre compares to the competition, upgrade our network with some cutting-edge tech from Netgear, and play a charming adventure platform where you must save a village from an evil corporation. But first, though, we have some fourth listener email. So when we first started this show, we realized there's one, two, three of us. We knew all three of us would absolutely listen to the show because we're forced <laughs> to record it. But you, if you listen, you are the fourth listener. Listener. And the fourth listener email we got this episode is from longtime listener and supporter Chad. Chad writes in with the subject line John Hughes episode. Awesome. Oh, the boy. podcast from just uh, last week, I guess, <laughs> or a couple yeah, weeks ago, week. whatever that was. Yeah. Chad says, Love this week's episode. Thank you. No, oh, wow. it inspired me to rewatch the original Vacation. I did too, actually. I, I admit that <laughs> yeah. we watched like highlight. I went watching the whole thing. Yep, just go back and recap mm-hmm. it. Well, something about reliving it, remembering, like, damn, I did love that. Let me watch yeah. that again. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say it was always one of my favorites. In fact, one summer I watched it every day on a VHS recording <laughs> off of HBO or somewhere. I had not seen it in a while though, so thanks very much. Oh, well. I remember those days of HBO recordings and VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have them labeled on the edge. Yep. It's like Jaws, Vacation. Yeah, all in one tape. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think my two favorites were Flash Gordon and The Highlander. I had those. So oh, Highlander. Good I watched those religiously. You're on a marathon. Tapes. You can watch two or three yeah. in a row every day. You watch them together. Yeah. <laughs> we can relate, Chad. He goes on to say, European Vacation may not be perfect, but I thought it was funny, just not on the level of the first one. It had its moments. Yeah, but it does have moments, but that's what it has. It's what we talked yeah, about before. It's, it's like not sketches. like the first one. No, like, yeah, funny exactly. moment, funny moment. But a cohesive film was kind of, yeah. yeah. But, you know. He said, I, uh, I still say, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament, whatever I can't get over in traffic. We didn't even talk about that, but that is probably yeah. one of my favorite catchphrases out of that movie. Yeah, you're stuck in traffic. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. Yeah, over and over. Uh, he goes, oh, I also enjoyed the 80s sitcom theme episode. Oh, cool. And I was thinking you could do a worst of the 80s theme oh song show. Hmm. The hard part be having to listen to all of them. I know. <laughs> you have to argue, no, this one's worse. No, this one's much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of doing the worst stuff. That's I know. Right? Yeah. Well, he says, I've been re-watching Punky Brewster and 21 oh, Jump geez. Street on a peacock, <laughs> and they both have atrocious theme songs. Yeah. So that's what gave him the idea. Got it. <laughs> we'll take it under advisement. <laughs> Maybe good sitcoms with bad theme songs episode. I could I could get behind that. Then at least you have something positive to talk yeah. about, right? It's not just all a bitching episode. Right. <laughs> I mean, not that we couldn't do a bitching episode. I'm sure we could. We've probably done a couple. Well, I'm that's sure. standard, but still. Who would listen? <laughs> uh, he wraps it up with one of our favorite salutations. May the fourth listener be with you, Chad. Cool. Thank you, Chad. Oh, thanks, Chad. That's cool. We appreciate your writing in. I'm glad you enjoyed the shows. If you would like your 
your email featured here on the show. It's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one and most of them, like Chad's, make the show at one point or another. All right, gentlemen, with that good business behind us, let's jump into the meat of this show right after this break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. <laughs> I'm the spot maker. I live in your dishwasher, spotting and streaking glasses and dishes. Do I make you unhappy? Embarrass you? <laughs> oh no! Calganite! That's right, spot maker. Calganite with blue cleaning crystals to wash soft water clean, rinse soft water clear. It keeps the spot maker out of your dishwasher. For the cleanest, clearest dishware possible, get Calganite. Calganite, the end of the spot maker. We're going to get rolling here at the top, as we always do, talking about new media that we have been checking out. Of course, it could be comics or music or movies or TV shows or whatever it could be that we're uh, currently enjoying. And I'm going to get the ball rolling with something that, George, you were looking forward to in our last episode. And mm-hmm. I think all of us agreed and concurred with you that it looked like something great. Talking about, of course, the latest collaboration between Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham, Wrath of Man, hit yeah. theaters just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Was able to get out, check this out at the theaters. Again, love going back to the theaters. It's just, people say, oh, we don't need the theaters. We've got HBO Max. It's just not, not the, same. the same. Not the Mm-mm. same. Yeah. And this is one of those films that there's something about being in the theater when you're you're in a high tension situation like this film was mm-hmm. with a lot of high stakes. And it's a dark theater and it's just me in the screen. And this was a movie that I could rewatch again and again or give another, another movie like this every week I could watch again and again. This felt like a movie that I think you even said last time, George, like the theaters were saying, we really need a movie by Guy Ritchie that has high stakes and a bunch <laughs> yeah. of high stuff. That's Can you said. please give that. us yeah, that? that great. And they delivered on yeah. every single... That wasn't a perfect movie. It oh, wasn't no. perfect. But oh, it was so much fun. If you want people getting shot in the head and you want twists and turns and you want Pulp Fiction type twisting of the timeline, this had... I loved this movie. I mean, yeah. So did you both get a chance to see it? And what did you think? Mo, start with you. Yeah, I saw it, you know, I saw it with you, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, right, that's right. That's so right. We saw it together. How are you, I was going to say, how are you asking if he got a chance yeah, to... Like, see it with you. I'm that forgettable, apparently. <laughs> well, you're wearing a mask. I didn't realize I was, it was that's true. <laughs> As I tell you the truth, I thought the, the movie was better than I expected it to be, actually. Okay. It had an extra little twist that it wasn't just a typical, oh, you killed my puppy, now I must kill you all, or whatever. You know, it, the story was a little deeper than that. You know, and there was a couple of twists I thought mm-hmm. I that I was like, oh, okay. It was interesting the way they did it. And I just had a blast. It was just a fun shoot 'em up revenge kind of. It, it was a great movie. I just had a great time watching it. Yeah, I did too. So Mo and I both found something that we enjoyed in it. George, you got to see it too, right? What did you think? I did. I, it was the first film that I went back to the theater in a very long time. I, I wasn't as happy with the film. And maybe it was because I was looking forward to it a little too much being the first film I've gone back to go see in the theaters in mm-hmm. well over a year at this point. 
point, I think. To me, it was it was John Wick with Pulp Fiction put on top of it. It was like the Pulp Fiction timeline of going okay. backwards and forwards and stuff. John Wick as it was a revenge film for, in this case, killing a loved one instead of a puppy, like Mo was talking right. about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I expected a little bit more out of Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham, maybe a little too much. It did have a lot of fun moments. There were a lot of great characters in this film, and they all played their parts really, really well. I don't know why I didn't enjoy it. Obviously, you see all really positive stuff. <laughs> right? This all sounds great. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it has you, great cast. You can't quite yeah. put your finger on why you like or don't like something. That's sure. what this that, was yeah. with me. Like, there's no point in me going seeing this film again. I won't ever grab it from the uh, public domain to keep it and rewatch it later on. It's, really? Yeah. I wow. Just, hmm, it was like okay. Eh. It was okay. Maybe because the theater was completely empty. John, you talked about the tension that, that happens yeah. when you're watching a film together. There was nobody in my theater. Literally, mm. I was the only person in the theater. Granted, it was like Tuesday at five o'clock or some <laughs> craziness or something like that. But yeah, it, it just didn't grab me. Okay. You know, it's Ooh. funny. I Sorry that you didn't enjoy yeah, it as much I, as I did. But I mean, that's how it happens. Tastes and stuff. But this is the first movie in a while that I've sat in about halfway through and I'm like, this, this is what I've been missing. Like I mm. was really, like I, I could feel myself grinning, physically grinning, not just internally having a good time. I'm like, yes, they're doing crazy stuff. And you're right. I think I, I mentioned to somebody coming out of the theater, I said, this is Reservoir Fiction. Right. Yeah. It's, right. It's, it's yeah. thug gangster bad guys with different squads of them up mm -hmm. against each other. Plus, there's the time shifting thing, which is almost like a time travel movie. You get to see the same thing from the another camera angle, another yeah. perspective. Right. The third time you see it shines light on the first two. And you're like, oh, damn, that was that guy. You know, yeah. I love that about it. But yeah, maybe that was built up too much. Maybe it just wasn't quite right for your taste. But uh, I think I would have paid full price for it myself. I'll definitely be rewatching it. And uh, as a rating, I think I would go. I go like a four and a quarter kind of tokens. Yeah, I really, really oh, wow. enjoyed this movie. Yeah. You more know, you said it was more than you were expecting. Yeah. It was what I was expecting and more, but I was already expecting a lot. So it really delivered okay. for me at least. It's huh. it's one I think I think if you like that kind of film, you should miss seeing it at least once to find out if it's for you because uh has a lot of potential in there. All right. So Mo, how about you? What have you been checking out in media? So there's yet another superhero themed show. Again, <laughs> like you think like, oh my God, this is all done. Uh, it's called Jupiter's Legacy. It's on Netflix based on a comic book, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I really liked it. I have to admit, because the story was so, the fact that the superheroes was part of it for sure, but it's like the old generation, the original superheroes, they have kids. The adults were given the powers. The kids were born with the powers, right? But the thing is that the adults had this like very lofty, like because they're from the like 20s and 30s. I mean, they obviously live like a lot longer than normal people. So they're like 100 years old, but they don't look it. But they're like, honor, we don't kill and we have to set an example and we don't govern. But the thing is that it's a show because of how times have changed, but they're trying to hold on to that mantra so hard. Like that idyllic that kind idyllic, of utopian right, vision. That we could be, okay. be an example. Whereas the kids are seeing a world where now the villains are not the honorable villains. Mm. They're the villains that will kill you if you're given a chance. Yeah. They're the villains that have no gumption about that. Hmm. That villains that will kill multiple people, then when they get out, they'll kill multiple people again. Why are we saving this person? And so that seems to be the conflict in this one is like between those two groups. And, and there's also a lot of like backstory about how the people got their powers, which was really weird and interesting. But the show itself, I mean, they're doing a second season, apparently, I heard already. And I enjoyed it, actually. I kind of forgot that it was a superhero movie for a while. You know, a superhero show, because the characters 
and stuff I thought were really well done. So I know, George, this is something like right up your alley. So did you get a chance to see it? I watched the first 35 minutes of episode one so far. I found it a little bit later than you, so I haven't been able to finish oh, I was episode like, one yet. One? <laughs> no, no, right, no, no. Right, right. Is it bad? Or? No, yeah. I, I really think I'm going to like this one just based on those first 20 or 30 minutes of the episode. It's not a complete departure from where we've seen superhero stories go. And I think it's because this is another one that's based in the independent comic book world as opposed to the mainstream Marvel and DC world. Sure. Uh, a lot of those independent comic books in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, they have taken the superhero genre and they've turned it upside down. So that's where you end up getting things like, what's that other one that we were watching? I think it was Invincible? on Amazon too. The Boys, right? Oh, the Boys, yeah. The Boys, Invincible, Brightburn, Invincible, all Brightburn. these like superheroes gone bad almost. Yeah, right? well, superheroes gone or bad. Ambiguous or, or, yeah. or more human. Right. Twists and turns. Yeah. More mm-hmm. different motivations, not the classical. Yeah. I'm Superman. Yeah. Here well, to save your guy. cat from a yeah. tree. You know, <laughs> not that guy. And I like it because it feels a little bit more down to earth, feels a little bit more gritty. And this series, I haven't read the comic book yet, but this series seems like it falls right in line with that. And I'm not dined out on it yet. Right. Like I still want that slice of pizza from this third pizza that I'm eating at this point. (laughs) Um, I I like them. I think they're fun. They oftentimes give us established actors in a couple of key roles, and then they give us new actors that we haven't Mm -hmm. seen before, which is one of the things I really like about these series. Uh, Josh Duhamel, I think it is, Mm -hmm. is the father in this one. And then his sons and daughter, it looks really, really fun. There was uh, that one scene at the very beginning, Mo, where the three children are playing. Right? Oh, yeah. It's the superhero's son and daughter with another little boy. And they're playing chase or tag or cops yeah. and rob or some yeah. game like that. And the non-superhero child, he's running along and the girl pretends to shoot him bang bang and he goes oh you missed like kids always lie right yeah. you missed uh-huh. me you didn't hit me <laughs> yeah and she loses it and she She's just really goes dead. all super powered on him and the brother has to step in and keep the kid from getting killed oh no so as a kid they yeah. already have their powers yeah, yeah, manifest yeah, like like most said yeah oh wow gotcha so unlike invincible where it came along right and you not, got yeah not like a maturity whatever, no. puberty thing no uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it was it was a scary little scene like can you imagine being that non-super yeah, you were wondering, like, oh my god, like, what yeah, right? shit. Yeah. What the yeah. hell, man? I'm not playing with this kid anymore. Yeah. And dad comes in and he's like, you know, we have to be above this. You know, yeah, we don't you know, do that the whole, sort of thing. We don't do that as you know, the whole idyllic image again. <laughs> so he's really still trying to be the, the bastion of goodness in right. a black and white world, now yeah. living in a gray world. Yeah, he's like gray the G.I. Joe father, you know, kids, the more you know, blah blah blah. He's kind of like yeah. that. Wow. Guy. It's interesting. Yeah. It's you know, very interesting. I, w- I was really not going to watch this at all because I feel a little burned out. I haven't finished in Invincible yet. Like, I want to. It's just oh, so much to watch. Oh, you got to finish like, it. <laughs> well, I know I'm, I'm, I'm catching up on Debris. I'm catching up on Invincible. I'm catching up on my rewatch of the next generation. So much to watch. I wasn't going to add this, but now my wife and I just finished episode seven and eight of invincible seven mm-hmm. and eight of invincible is the same way. The last five minutes of episode one of invincible is yeah. really. Oh, oh okay. God. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When you it. get to those two episodes, you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I was wincing. I was, there were parts of that when I'm like, Oh, please stop. Please mm-hmm. stop. Please don't great. stop. I want another season. Thank God it was renewed. <laughs> Actually renewed for two seasons. I 
I know, right? Well, I'm sorry for double dipping here. I know I already talked about Wrath of Man, and now I plugged in Invincible. So, George, what is the thing you're bringing to the table? Since well, I was you double set dipping. that up I, for I was the cheating. double dipping. Yeah, you set me up for uh, co- me going to cheat. cheat. <laughs> because I definitely <laughs> have double dipped this week. Cheat. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing as last time. So last time I talked oh, about geez. two similar series that uh-huh. were in their second season, and these are also... So, okay, other than the fact that they're both in their second season, what else is similar? They're both about uh, video and creation and art, so I'm stretching here. They're really not alike at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they're both good shows, so let's they're talk They're both about really it. good shows. Uh, the first one is Mythic Quest. If oh, you yeah. haven't been watching Mythic Quest yet, it's Apple TV is one of their first, or like one of their really successful series. It's about a game development studio, as you guys know. We watched mm-hmm. the first season. The second season now <laughs> yep. seems to be about them trying to come up with their latest expansion, and now they're owned by this Canada parent company and the two main antagonist protagonists from last season are now co-creators or, or whatever, creators, co-bosses, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. It's so much fun. There's been two or three episodes out at this mm-hmm. point. I've watched a couple of them. It's just a lot of fun. They had the little in-between COVID-19 episode that they also mm-hmm. released. Yeah, that was nice. That was really yeah. fun. And some of the storylines from that have played out now in this first couple of episodes, <laughs> uh, what some of yeah. the characters did there. Then Love, Death, and Robots. Now, to oh, me, the animation showcase. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. The anthology thing, right? All the different episodes from the different studios and the different Did art they styles. all of them? They dropped all of them. Oh, okay. Yes. I only saw the first one so far. Okay. Yeah, they've dropped all of them. There are eight episodes this time as opposed to 10 that happened in the first mm, season. Okay. They seem to average about 12 to 13 minutes per episode this time. Oh, they're short. Okay. There's three photorealistic animation episodes, and then there's uh, five that are all different kinds of interesting mm-hmm. art styles one of the photorealistic episodes has michael b jordan mm-hmm. from creed okay. yeah. and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, panther, black panther black panther yeah. yeah a whole bunch of stuff they're really really good i'm not gonna say they're as good as the first season and maybe that's because the first season was such a surprise because it mm. kind of wowed out of us field. right we didn't yeah. know what to expect it's like the yeah. first matrix right it's like the first one you're like wow it's like when you're like all right i would say <laughs> uh pay attention to the episode the tall grass that's a really fun episode. Okay. And then there's another one about a couple little kids on Christmas Eve. That's a really oh. departure Christmas episode. Uh, those hmm, would be the two sleepers for me. Okay, cool. cool. And you already burned through all of them, obviously. I so watched that's... them this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waste no time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Mythic Quest and Love, Death, and Robots. So there's there's George's double dip for this episode. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Cacciatore, a la king, Tetrazzini, Amandine, Kiev. 
classic meals, the lighter, leaner, more convenient dishes we're eating today, all made with white meat. But the white meat these classics are made with isn't chicken or fish. It's pork. Pork, the other white meat. Now, last time you said I should let you know when I have something in Tekken Toys, right? That's right. We yeah. did say that. I have something for Tekken Toys, ah. so I'm going to leave this segment with that. <laughs> Wait, you mean something of yours or something you're going to claim of ours and just re-represent it as yours? Uh, something of mine. All right. <laughs> 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 I had to think through that. Yeah, let me let me change it real quick. No, um, something of mine. So this was actually how this came about was that I was out in the country doing stuff last week and i saw this weird plant i didn't know what the hell it was i had mentioned it on this facebook post like, hey what the hell is this thing and then people told me then a friend of mine said hey have you seen this app called seek s-e-e-k have you guys heard of this i have heard of this i have no, not I, I have not i have only heard of it because it has lately become an ad that has popped up in my crossword puzzle game oh, <laughs> keeps, oh really like between <laughs> different crossword puzzles i have to watch an ad for 20 or 30 seconds and right just like earlier today when i was doing that some crossword puzzles in? seek was it was like well, here put your camera on this leaf and it'll just tell you all about this yeah, plant that's what it does so it uses pictures you can take a picture of an animal or a mm-hmm. plant whatever and it'll tell you what it is and it gives oh. you like kingdom genus family like it gives you the whole mm-hmm. train all the way down and so i downloaded the app tried it and sure as hell you can either do a live picture or if you have a picture you can take a picture of something you can do it later and it'll analyze mm-hmm. it for you and it identified it like in five or six seconds and mm-hmm. i was like wow. holy crap this is pretty damn cool so then i was you know cow and dog and- <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah. you know that's a cow you know, no need that tree you know. <laughs> um you know i was just like this is just how good this thing is um it's actually it's a free app and it actually even has like they gamified it a little bit where it's like it says, you know, oh, this is your first of this that you found or in their, your area. Oh, like you're racking up experience. Yeah. yeah. And it says, oh, your area, you know, these are the five native birds around there. You know, it's, have you been able to see all of them? That kind of thing. Oh, huh, okay. It's a neat little app. It's super easy and it especially like i grew up in a freaking city i have no idea what half these plants and animals are out there and so you know my big thing is will it kill me um right and that's the thing about the app at least it tells you stuff about whether it's poisonous or safe yeah, or if it, it will, bears fruit actually. or all that kind of stuff right this snake just bit me let's see if i'm gonna die yeah. oh crap no signal uh, <laughs> whoops oh man but no it was it's a neat little app it's a free app which is even better and mm-hmm. it's just super helpful and i can tell you there's been the ton of times i've been out walking or something and i'm like what the hell is that and five seconds later i forgot about it but now i don't have to i can actually take a right. picture of it and figure well, out you what you said it, is. it does animals too like bugs yeah. and stuff so that's yeah, do like bugs, i don't care so much animals. about plants because I'm, I'm not looking i'm not foraging for berries or anything but i often will see you know weird bugs and you oh, know, yeah. spiders bugs, and stuff and go do, what is that okay and, and if you neat. do it like live it'll like ask you to kind of like move around it and get different angles of it to help it mm. identify what to it help is. it identify yeah that's kind of cool yeah yeah it's very so i don't mind being close to the bug i can get an even faster representation of what it is. <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah so it's neat app so that's what i got so i had something yay and it's all mine seek no one's gonna have nice. anything it's called seek i'll definitely throw some uh <laughs> i'll throw some in the show notes so people can find it so cool. john what you got for us this week yeah so uh i guess a few weeks ago i took a trip down to orlando to a kind of a toy show where they have uh all these vendors show up to a big auditorium when they're selling stuff and i didn't buy a lot of stuff but one thing i did pick up was you know i'm big into the old children's book and record Records, sets, yeah, right? Yeah. You have a mm-hmm. little record in the back in the book. And have, I have quite a bit of those I've amassed. We've shared some of them on the YouTube channel here and there. But when I was at that toy show in Orlando, I picked up a lot of 
book and cassettes that have the old tapes instead of the records. Yeah. See, that's more that's more what I'm used to seeing. Yeah, the book and cassette. Yeah. yeah. And that was more into the 80s and the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So the newer stuff is in there. And there was a neat stuff in there, some Knight Rider and Spider-Man <laughs> and plus some Disney stuff. But I had no way to listen to the cassettes, of course. So oh, I found yeah. on Amazon <laughs> a cassette digitizer. Oh. So we'll see like for vinyl, right? You have I have a vinyl yeah, one that I've I use. Seen those, like, you yeah. put a record on it, you plug it in your computer and you play the record, right? Yeah, yeah. So this, it pretty much looks like a Walkman. And this little guy, it costs about 30 bucks. And you take the cassette, you put it in there, you put batteries in it if you want. You can use it like a regular Walkman with batteries, but you plug it into USB. It can draw power from USB with no problem. And you put the cassette in there and you kind of set your levels and push play. And I used Audacity to do the recording because it just looks like a microphone coming in, right? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I was able to take these cassettes, not all of them, I have about 20 to go through, but I started playing through these cassettes with this digitizer. You can auto reverse on these things. So I would set it down to record and play through a few times because these cassettes were really old and make sure I had a good good segments that I could edit with and get rid of the, they're not Dolby, they're just kids cassettes. So I used Audacity to bring the hiss down so it was nice and clean. But yeah, this little thing for 30 bucks and I started to realize I have more cassettes in the closet. Heaven knows what's on them that I could use this for now. And I had a friend that I mentioned it to on our Discord server and he's like, when can I borrow it? Because I've got a bunch of cassettes (laughs) that I need to digitize as well. But it works really well for the price. And it's just plugs a USB, super simple. That's That's it. it. Yeah, you literally plug it in and it's recognized as a microphone, I think, is what it sees as. Just a a line-in kind of thing. And it's not not technically a clean line-in because the volume on the the side of the deck actually controls the gain coming out of it. So you got to set your levels kind of cleanly and make sure we're experienced with that, of course, you know, when we do all recordings. Uh, But yeah, you set a nice level, let it play out. And I was able to capture these awesome cassettes that I picked up from a lot that I otherwise had no way to listen to at all. It's a neat little piece of gear. If you have that, I'd always thought about, I had a VHS digitizer, I had a record digitizer, but a cassette one, not something that was ever my radar. Uh, I will give you a link, Mo, throw it down in the show notes. It's an Amazon affiliate link. If you're looking for one, you know, you'll get a great piece of gear and we'll get three cents if you like through Amazon. (laughs) And now we know what to do with all those mixtapes that we made in the 80s, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you can pull that right back over there and and enjoy that again. (laughs) So George, what do you got for us? Well, um, I have a piece of technology. Imagine if a Cylon made love to a Black Widow spider and produced a piece of tech. Wow. That's what this looks like. Sounds like the end of humanity as we know it. <laughs> it's not far <laughs> off. I might break out the Seek app and see if it's poisonous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the Netgear Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router, the XR1000. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? It's got all kinds of names out there on the web. There's that like, many names, it better be I good. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely... Uh, they charge you for every single one of the letters in that name. It was like $300, I think, or something wow, like that. that's like $60 a name. Okay. Yeah, but... I needed a new router because, as you guys know, I switched over uh, my ISP recently, mm-hmm. and the router that they provided in this era was an Eero router. Nothing wrong with Eero routers. I just like a little bit more control over my router, and mm-hmm. the only way to control that one is through the phone app. There's no web page yeah. interface, and I don't oh, like okay. that at all. So I wanted something that had a web page interface, an operating system that I could go into easily and control things like uh, what IP ranges were spit out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This thing is way beyond anything I've ever played with. It's got this one little window where you can drag bandwidth 
allowances to certain like you can provide a whole bunch of extra stuff to gaming or you can provide a whole bunch of stuff to just web browsing or stuff to streaming and you can adjust them on the fly anytime you want you can see who or what devices are taking up the most bandwidth on your network at any time oh that's kind of handy that'd be nice uh it logs all the different uh attacks and whatnot that come at Hmm. you from different places Mm -hmm. you can geofence and put stuff off that um say maybe you're playing Fortnite, right and there are certain routers out there that just are terrible pings for you. You can block those uh, servers from ever being accessed by your Fortnite game. Okay. It's crazy stupid how many different options are in this router, but, you know, for $300. And this is not the most expensive one in their line. There's another one that's like 600 Wow. Um, <laughs> but I wanted something that could send a Wi-Fi signal throughout the house without having to have the little mesh plug-in at the different outlet things and and also provide me the security and stuff that I wanted to use to secure our house. Mm. You know, I always had this philosophy when it came to like buying stereo equipment that was like, yeah, I know it's expensive. Buy the thing that sounds, you know, when you turn it all the way up to 11, it sounds acceptable because then if I listen to it at five, it's going to sound incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. So it almost sounds like this has so much stuff that you don't even need, but that means that the things you typically need, it probably does incredibly well. Is that kind of how it's working out? Well, I mean, I've only had it for... I don't know. I had it for about a week and a half and I just Mm -hmm. installed it like two or three days ago. So I'm still learning. There are tons of videos out there on YouTube that I have to go watch still and learn because just the, (laughs) just the interface training for your router. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's essentially a high end consumer security device. So if you had a Cisco router that you were working with at work, you have to go to class to be able to configure and program mm-hmm. that thing, right? Oh, sure. Well, this is not that far away from something like that for the consumer, right? So okay. I definitely need to do some learning on this thing because I want to be able to get the most out of this router that I can for my family, which it's already made them happy because the Wi-Fi signals are strong throughout the house. John, it's that Wi-Fi 6 that you talked about once before. Yeah, that's so all these things that like magic. blend yeah. of <laughs> 2.4 and 5 and everything mm-hmm. sees each other. I was having problems with the Euro one with like my Echo Dots in my office and a couple of other places that are far away from that router. They weren't, they couldn't stay connected. Now hmm. they've had no problem with it whatsoever. I really like this device so far. I've got a lot more to learn about it, but initial yep. impressions are, I think I spent some good money. Uh, you don't think it's overkill maybe? It's definitely overkill, but fuck it. What else? I'm 50 years old <laughs> and I, I got money. So I might yeah. as well. What are you waiting something. for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get something that I want, you know, it's like uh, it's kind of that midlife crisis, but instead of buying the Corvette with the top down or whatever that our parents might have done, I'm buying a three hundred dollar router. <laughs> <laughs> works for me. There's something to be said for yeah, it. It awesome. just works. Like you plug yeah. it in and it it solves the problems you had, and you can learn and dabble the rest later. Mm-hmm. But it's already given you value, and that's yes. the important thing. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. good, definitely awesome. And you'll you'll uh, give Mo a link, right? We'll throw it down in the show notes. Uh, sure, figure something out. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. All right, nice. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 
coast is clear. Nobody's here. Just me, Snuggle Fabric Softener. I get clothes snuggly, soft, and mm, cuddle up fresh. You'll see. Snuggle Fabric Softener. Snuggly softness that's really less expensive. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and we're still playing that damn intro. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it. I'm okay with it. You kind of like it now? Okay. We'll keep it for another week, I suppose. I'm not sick of it yet. All right. (laughs) We definitely have three games up in the game segment this week, and I think they're all games that we were looking forward to playing on one level or another. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to start with John this week. John, what is it that you've been playing? Uh, So I'm playing Piku Niku, a game we've all heard of and are intimately familiar with. Okay, so let's move on. No, what, what the hell is that? Pueblo Canal. What the fuck? No, it's not an acronym. Was it's it not P- an acronym? Piku Niku. No, I was just trying to pronounce it. I wasn't. That wasn't an acronym. I was just like, I don't know how to say it. What is it? Piku Niku. Piku Niku. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So as you might imagine, it's a it's a Japanese inspired game. It was translated from Japanese. Swear that it came from Ireland. Ah, Piku Niku, the Blarney Stone, of course. Yeah. No. So so. It's so hard to describe this game, and it's also super easy to describe. But let me just read you the description first. So they describe it. The developer sector dub describes it as Piku Niku is an absurdly wonderful puzzle exploration game that takes place in a strange but playful world where not everything is as happy as it seems. And that's that's okay. a pretty good description okay. of it. All right. I would describe it as an action platformer. So there's jumping on platforms. There's adventure going on. You're, you're finding things. You're bringing them back to someone. Somebody says, I have this problem. Can you go save these three people? So that kind of adventure thing. Okay. The first thing I have to point out is the art style of this is it's delightful. It's just so cartoony and friendly and whimsical. It's simple, but not simplistic. The physics are there. You're this little rolly ball with legs and you can bring your legs in. So you just roll or you can relax it and walk around and you have jumping and you have kicking like any kind of platformer. And everything in the world is kind of like a flat, colorful texture. It's just very much like uh, like you took an eyedropper and you said, I want this color. And you you use the fill bucket and you filled the, the color. It's not like huge low lighting effects and stuff. But the adventure aspect, you start out as you are a monster who lives inside of a cave Mm -hmm. and you escape your cave and everyone in town has been fearful of the monster all their lives and they find out you're not so mean and they actually employ your help to solve a problem they have with this evil corporation that has told them, we're going to give you free money and we're just going to come take all your crops, but it's starting to become a problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see how that could be an issue. Yep. So let me tell you some of the things that I did in this game that I think will make you want to play it. First, the fact that it's an enjoyable game. Yes. I got to fight an evil toaster. Did you win? I did. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. Um, I had to do a, a dance competition in order to s- complete one of my my goals. <laughs> uh, I had to rescue a lost worm who was trapped in the bottom of a cavern. Uh, I got to play a Dig Dug clone to find a missing key. Ooh, 
Okay. I collected hats with special powers that gave me abilities to do different things with my little guy. And finally, I was able to thwart an evil plan to destroy a village with a dormant volcano. Hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff to do in this game. Okay. It's incredibly charming. I was playing it in Discord uh, when I first played it, as we'll often do. We'll just make it live in case anybody is around. And our friend and supporter Thanos was in there. And over and over, he was just giggling. He's like, that is so charming. That is so charming. (laughs) It's a simple little game. It was on sale through Steam. The reason I bought it is like, looks interesting. Has mostly positive reviews. It was $3.50 on sale, which made it an easy purchase. Now that Mm -hmm. sale is over. So the base price of this game is 12 bucks. I completely finished it. Took me seven hours and I had so much fun doing it. Okay. So now you didn't get your quarries out of it if you pay full price, but for the sale, you got more than your quarries. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. But I would say yet, I didn't yet get my quarries out of it because after all that, there is a multi-level multiplayer game that you can play where you and a friend playing as different little balls with feet that I I talked about uh-huh. go through these courses where you have to cooperate or fight to get to the end together. One guy has to lift something and someone else has to go under. It's purely cooperative levels. And that we played through three or four of those levels together. And even that is even more fun on top of the game. It is so much fun. Ah, so how did you play both people? Did uh, both you and Thanos have the game or? No, it doesn't have online multiplayer. Okay. So for that, I just used Parsec, which okay. is really easy. Somebody gotcha. just remoted in, he clicked his button and we shared together and then we share our screen together. For a game I'd never heard of, it came out of left field. It was, you know, you're going mm-hmm. through your, I want to play something. What's interesting? You're going through. And I found this and it was on sale. I'm like for three bucks, I'll take a shot at it. I think he had purchased it before I had finished playing it. And we started playing the multiplayer. But for a game that I'd never heard of, Piku Niku. Yeah, really. I can't recommend it anymore. I had so much fun with it. You know, I talked about the beginning, Wrath of Man. I was sitting through that and started smiling. Mm -hmm. I had that experience here. There's so many cute little things that happen. It's not childish. It's still kind of got that adult spin to it, but it's not salacious. It's just like little hints at things, great adventure things to do, quests, you know, go pick this up and find this. And there are those pieces that at the beginning of the game, you need three apples. And I found two of them and couldn't find the third one. And it wasn't until later I was able to find the third apple. I'm like, I'm going to get to do the thing. I'm going to give the guy his third apple and find out what this thing unlocks. There's stuff to do that is rewarding and it's hmm. hilarious dialogue too. So there's a lot to love about it. I would highly recommend it. If I did a review, man, I I had to give it at least four tokens out of five. Mm, I know wow. I didn't get the full Corey value out of it, but, but you might still though, but you still might. Yeah, I might still. It's well, no, an you, easy one to You recommend. absolutely did because you only paid 350 and you got seven hours. Totally out of it. So you That's doubled right. your yep. Corey's, which is awesome. I, sure. I think yep. it sounds like one of those that if you're not sure at the 12 bucks, because that's kind of on that edge for me of instant buy right. that's a little yeah. higher mm-hmm. but yep. it sounds like it's going to be on sale from time to time just keep a lookout for yeah. it on is there any deal and when you see it go on sale for sure it. oh yeah for sure yep. or humble bundle yep. or something i'm sure somebody will have it i don't think either of you would be disappointed in it i think you would enjoy it and you talked before george about how you played a game that you you finally finished you hadn't finished a game in a long mm-hmm. time this game i finished i played right. it all the way through i completed the main mission because it was pulling me it was fun i was never bored i never went eh, i'm sick of this it was like something new something new it's really great so okay Awesome. Yeah, Piku Niku. We'll throw a link down in the show notes. Now, I mentioned that you had played a game that you were able to finish last time we spoke. Yeah. And uh, so, George, 
I think kind of off the heels of that, you tried something else out. Tell us about it. Yeah. So um, when we talked about the game All You Can Eat last time on the podcast, right. I mentioned yep. that at the end of that, there was like a little uh, link to click on a web page to go look at some of their games, and it was a broken link. John went and played the game, and mm-hmm. he found a way I to had get... to. Yeah. <laughs> he found <laughs> a way to. to get to the web page in the link, and we discovered that this uh, person has actually created several of these types of games or has several of them in the pipeline. One that's out, and it's actually free on Steam, so even better than the $1.99 price of the original. <laughs> you on back to get your quarries. Yeah. Is, <laughs> it's called Vape Escape. So <laughs> let me pull up the description because I found it very comical. Vape Escape is a point-and-click adventure in a science fiction comedy setting. The player takes control of an innocent ape who must escape the sad destiny of becoming a vape dispenser machine oh, for geez. the wealthy hipsters of the universe. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is, sir. This Yep. <laughs> you start the game off, you're on this spaceship, you're being transported back, you're the ape, and the captain of the ship, he just starts sucking on this vape that is connected to your brain directly. What? And he <laughs> has some kind of like conniption fit or something and just passes out and apparently dies laying on the floor well yeah that's what happens when you smoke brains overdosed on monkey brains he od'd on monkey brains that'll happen and the only thing you can click on in the room is a crack on this little glass cage and when you click that crack it's you the ape who is behind that glass you come out and then you start trying to work your way through the spaceship to find your way home is what I'm assuming because you're trying to escape. Okay. You would think the one thing you would not do in this game is suck on a monkey brain because you've seen how that did you and it made you stupid. Yeah. Nope. That's something you absolutely have to do to the poor sap in the cell next to you. It's oh. a fun little comical game. If you played all you can eat or you took a look at it, this is absolutely in that same vein, but it's just a different story, but it's the same uh, mechanic. It's, the same programming and okay. you play the game for 20 minutes or so john i think you said you've played it and completed it i did yeah and you get yeah. another pdf just like you did on the first all you can eat yeah game. they dump out the whole comic strip of everything you do. i played through it twice because yeah after <laughs> i finished it i learned there were multiple endings so i wanted to see them so wow yeah for a free game on steam and it's free you know if you weren't sure, maybe you didn't go play All You Can Eat. Here's a free way to go experience that game type and see if you like it and see if a $1.99 is worth it for you to play All You Can <laughs> That's Eat. That's pretty cool. I would say, yeah. I mean, on your recommendation, I played All You Can Eat and it was a treat. It was really great. <laughs> you ducked in. I was playing it on Discord at our server like, a, and you popped in and it was all you could do to not walk me through it because yeah. you were so excited about it. I did let you give me some clues. You helped me out, but I finished that one and I'm like, oh, I've got to see what else they have. And yeah, this yeah. is another great one. And free. Are you kidding it, me? It is. You know, it's free. Yeah, really. How you go wrong? Now, that's what I've been playing and John's been playing and I'm kind of curious now to see because unlike the tech segment, Mo usually has a game to talk about. Yes. So, what is it that you've been playing this time? So it was a game that's been in my wish list for a while that came on sale through Steam. Okay. Um, it's Good. called Journey to a Savage Planet. Hmm. The title's intriguing. Sounds like an old 40s science fiction film or something oh, like it, that. It, it kind of has that feel right. to it. It actually okay. does. Danger. Um, danger. <laughs> so, I mean, and just to kind of describe it, it says like, here's the opening. It says, you know, welcome to the Pioneer Program. As the newest recruit of Kindred Aerospace, the fourth best interstellar space exploration <laughs> company... <laughs> Your job is determining if a planet is fit for humans. So basically, that's your job. Okay. They give you enough fuel to get there, and they give Mm -hmm. you just enough tools to start, but you have like this 3D printer thing, but you have to go out and explore in order to fix your ship, figure out what's going on with this planet, see if it's good for human life. 
And it's very tongue-in-cheek, very funny. It's first-person perspective kind of uh, game. Okay. It starts off, and it's like, you need to get carbon. You need to find carbon for your 3D printer to make a gun. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm walking around. I'm like, how the hell do I get carbon? And I see these adorable, cute little, like, chick creatures. Oh, no. Yeah. You start smacking them around. They eventually explode, and they leave <laughs> carbon behind. You pick it up. <laughs> the building block of life. Yeah. And it turns Chicken out guts. Oh, you yeah. get most of your stuff through that method and so you like these harmless cute little animals you're destroying kind of like, i call them cut scenes i guess but the it's all like a live action person like there's an actor who's like okay. the, the head of the company and he's like doing videos like, that play yeah, or the something videos that play people, they have like okay. commercials that are just weird and all this stuff and they're all live action stuff which is Pretty hilarious cute. very very tongue-in-cheek it's normally a 30 dollar game i got it on sale for 15 Ooh, okay it's half off i played it for about two or three hours so far, the world is just massive. And it's just like they spent a lot of time making sure that you just had fun just walking around. You know, if all you want to do is walk around, you get fun because you have this grappling hook thing. And you can swing all over the place. And there's these plants that give off this hallucinogenic gas that totally screws up your perception. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. You know, the humor is making fun of big corporations. The fact they don't care about you really at all. The first planet you land on is inhabited, you find out. And then Ooh, this guy, yeah. Well, yeah, it's little chickens that you go around and kill them for yeah. their carbon. Carbon chickens. <laughs> but the uh, the person, like the computer that's like helping you, you have this computer assistant, whatever, says, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> analyze this. You better go back to the ship and tell somebody. And it is very funny. So the way you describe it, it's... I have a problem with harvest games where my job mm-hmm. is to, I think Minecraft does this, Subnautica is a similar a type that, yeah. game like that where I've got to, you know, chop down a million plants and smash a million rocks mm-hmm. and punch a bunch of chickens apparently in order to progress. And I find that sometimes that sucks the fun out of it for me. How much does yeah. that play into it or is it just a harvest fest? Or? Uh, it seems like the more stuff you need, mm-hmm. the better thing they give you to get to find it with. So I got a gun now. Okay. And I was up- upgraded the gun. So those little chicken things I had to smack around for a while. Just right. shoot them once. Blah, blah, blah. You're done. Uh- <laughs> but it's still a harvesting. But not real, but not that much. It's not the harvest isn't really the focus. There is there is that is an aspect of it because you okay. do need the other thing is like it's kind of like the company's like, oh well it'd be great if you had the, the tool. Well if you go do this explore this area, we'll give you the plans for it. And the plan says, oh you need this much carbon, this much this. But you wind up doing the harvesting just as a matter of just course of exploring. So I haven't really had to go out of my way to like actively harvest. Ah, so it's not like a grind to harvest. No, it's like, oh, I got to play the game another hour and, you know, no. punch 20 more dwarves to get, yeah, so it's, it's less than Worst that. case, good. I'm like, oh, I'm short five things of carbon. I go through, smack some chickens around. I got it. Okay. Right. So far, so far. Like I said, I'm only a couple Maybe hours Maybe they in, tuned it then. Okay. But so far, it's, it, I don't get that grind, which I hate too. I agree. I don't good. like that. Yeah. That, oh, you know, I'm sitting there with, I don't see how people play Minecraft, actually, to tell you the truth. It's like, you know, <laughs> they'll, you know, sit there and like, oh, I had to grind out 5,000 things. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. But it's very fun game so right now unfortunately it's off sale just back up to 30 bucks but so far i think i'm definitely gonna get my quarries for what i spent and I have a feeling that mm-hmm. if I were to play it to the end, I would definitely get probably over the $30 value because there's already DLCs out for it. Okay. But yeah, I definitely think it's a good buy. Journey to a Savage Planet. Journey okay. to a Savage Planet. And I'll throw links, of course. Very cool. All right. We'll be right back after this mm-hmm. break. Stick around. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. 
Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. How fast is the new Isuzu Impulse Turbo? How does 950 miles per hour sound? Faster than a speeding... Well, you know. So coming to the back half of the show, this is where we like to take a look at what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we all get together. Could be anything. Could be an event or a film or TV or whatever it is. George, let's start with you. What do you have on the horizon that you can't wait for? Yeah. Um, so by the time this podcast comes out, this movie will have already come out in the theaters. It's another one of these theater only releases, which is mm-hmm. uh, something we're looking forward to. But it's also a sequel in a long line of horror films. This is called Spiral, and it's from the Book oh, of yeah, Saw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Chris Rock one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm looking forward to this. My son and I are actually going to go see it tonight after we finish recording this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're both big Saw fans. We've watched all of them together. Matter of fact, there's a slightly humorous story. When we were watching one of the Saws one time and I grabbed them from the public domain, I failed to realize I grabbed the Spanish language version of one of the Saw films. (laughs) It took me a half hour to realize it. (laughs) Well, no. Right away from the first word, because in this movie, the very first dialogue in this particular sequel of Saw, was when Jigsaw comes up on the screen, he goes, hello, and, you know, blah, 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 and all this death and destruction and shoot, make your choice, right? right? Well, in this case, it was Spanish language. And the Spanish language actor had apparently not been given the context of these films. (laughs) Because (laughs) instead of saying it menacing like Jigsaw does, this is exactly how he did it. I've practiced this for a long time. He goes, okay, I'm ready. Hola. <laughs> You're like, ooh! It's like he's like a Spanish gigolo trying to pick you up at a bar or something like that. And my son and I, when we, hey, big gringo, welcome, right. welcome to Saw. We, first time we we watch the first couple of Saw, we get to this one and we're like, what the hell is this movie? What do we download? So, of course, we went and got the regular English version. Yeah, but that's too bad. I hope you saved the Spanish version to keep it. You got to at least save it. I don't know if I still have. It anywhere. Oh man, yeah. that's a uh, shame. Hola, hola. <laughs> that could be a new text tone, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this spiral looks to be a really nice uh, rebirth back into the world. You know, Jigsaw has been, you know, spoiler, whatever. Jigsaw has been dead for a number of time. He's had mm-hmm. yeah, yep. people who've yeah, been yeah. following his lineage and legacy and whatnot uh, throughout the last few sequels. I think this one, it'll be a nice departure while still keeping it in that universe. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this one so cool definitely i'll give a report next time to let you know if it's yeah. worth it or not that's great awesome. uh, that's what i was looking forward to though mo what about you have you got anything on oh, the horizon yeah, actually, I, I got something that i found kind of randomly and as i described i guarantee you by the time i'm done describing this both of you will have this on your watch list okay guarantee okay. it guarantee it challenge accepted, challenge accepted. okay yeah, so right. <laughs> the description of it and you know, i was amazon prime as limited run i think it's only gonna have like eight episodes there's character driven stories and each episode has only has like a couple of actors in it and they're all set like in a future so 
and a lot more like our human experience kind of stuff, which I know you guys are like, oh, okay, whatever. But each one is basically being carried by like one or two actors. And I was like, okay. Then I saw the list of actors that are playing in these roles. Now, let me go through this list. Okay, let's start off with Uzo Aduba, Crazy Eyes from- Oh, oh, from Orange, uh, Orange is the New okay, Black. Right. Amazing actress. Constance Wu, the mom from Get Off the Boat, also in Crazy Rich Asians. Another amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Anthony Mackie is in it. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Jack Quaid, he does. Uh, he was in The Boys. Also, he does the voice on Lower Decks of sure. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. also That's Anne right. Hathaway, another actress. She's doing one. Oh. Helen Mirren is also doing okay. one. Okay, okay. Oh, and Morgan Freeman, too. Okay. okay. I saw the trailer of this thing. They're all kind of set, and I don't know. I'm just going bust what I saw in the trailer, because they really don't describe it. They probably want you to figure it out. But every time you see it, it's always like one or two people talking, and it's about them, I guess, getting in contact with somebody else after being alone for some period of time. That's my impression, anyway. So I saw that and I was like, okay, I like kind of future kind of stuff, all this stuff. But after seeing that list of actors are going to be doing this, and each one is a separate story. So I'm like, I am totally sold on this. So you teased us. What is it called and how do it's we see it? It's Solos. S-O, like solo plural. S-O-L-O-S. Okay. Solo plural. That's right. Solos. That's kind of self-defeating there for that title. Solos. That's part of the twist. Yeah, I guess solo, more than one solo. Amazon Prime comes out May 21st. Don't know if they're dropping all of them or if it's a weekly thing I've no idea yet. I feel like I don't know enough about it yet to know, but it is an oppressive list of talent. I mean, just have. the fact that they have Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman, I'm going to watch it. So I was going to ask, so what's the part that you thought would guarantee that we would watch this? Because I don't think I've quite gotten there I yet. think once I said Morgan Freeman, I figured you guys would be in. <laughs> all in. But um, no, but seriously though, it's, it's I, I don't know. I think we all like character-driven stories. Absolutely. Of course. And this yeah, seems yeah, yeah, to be yeah. pure character-driven story stuff. I'll have to check the trailer. I'll have to watch the trailer. No, if you watch the trailer, yep. because it, it's like, almost gives me impression of it's, each of these actors by themselves, I think are super strong to be able to carry a monologue, I guess, or a single character kind of story by themselves. And so after seeing this group, I'm like totally bought into this. So check out the trailer. But I, okay. I think yeah. after seeing the trailer, you guys are going to definitely want to see this thing. So the guarantee changed. The guarantee went from, let me describe this to you, then you're definitely going to want to watch it. Now it's watch the trailer. And, and then you're definitely going to want to watch it. I didn't know you could be it. so skeptical about it, be honest. I thought you'd be a little bit more <laughs> open. I mean, it's a hard sell. We accepted your game thing the other time. And so I figured you... I, I didn't make any guarantees, though. I just I, pitched I thought what that I you had. Would you made a guarantee. Apparently, I misjudged the situation. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, Mo, you, you've got to remember how you guys shit on my Bigfoot movie, so all bets are off as to oh, how, fuck your how, Bigfoot how acceptable. Movie. All your Sasquatch stuff, fuck that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm tired of Bigfoot. Quality entertainment. Actually, that was actually interesting. <laughs> see? See? I'll go watch mo- not, not the one with the I'll taxidermy, go watch though. I'll the other before one. I go watch one of your taxidermy <laughs> not pedophile the taxidermy films. One. The other one was interesting. Right. It was. I think so. Anyway, John. Yes, sir. What are you looking forward to? Oh, so another horror film, much like Spiral, coming out the 14th on June 4th, which is right on the ragged edge. It's just before the next podcast comes out. The next regular episode is the latest in the entry of the Conjuring franchise. Oh, that's great. We do. We're due one of those. It was called The Conjuring 3, and now it's called The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It. Like the devil made me buy a ticket to watch this film? Or? No, John made you buy a ticket to watch the film. <laughs> now, maybe that's the devil, depending on your perspective. I don't know. But... 
it's it's the continuing story of real paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren based loosely on some real facts. It's, it's getting further and further from reality, but still some of the best horror films in the, in the Conjuring franchise. Uh, I just went and rewatched the first Conjuring the other day because I was amped for the new one coming out. So good. The fact that these films take the perspective of these caring people that make it their life's mission to protect people from the paranormal and they keep it all in their house away from everyone. In this latest one, it starts in the past where there's a young boy who was possessed by what he claims is the devil and he served a, a, a sentence for a murder. And then this comes back to modern day where more is happening. And there's like court scenes where there's a great scene in the trailer where Ed Warren goes, you know, every time we're in court, someone swears to tell the truth by the name of God. It's high time we accept the existence of the devil. Too. <laughs> but they're defending people against now there's a young girl who's possessed. So The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, June 4th is yeah, what I'm looking for. Also, theaters only as well, just well, like the other ones. It's so. been a while since we had one of these Conjuring movies, isn't it? It has. I think this one was slated for last October, yeah. but of course, COVID. Yeah, so yeah, 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 it's finally coming out. So <laughs> it's good stuff. Yep. Cool. Sidewinder, the wheels twist behind her. It's the big new Sidewinder cycle. Your parents put it together, and Sidewinder's got the stunt shifter. Sidewinder. With sure grip steering, super sleek styling, and a stunt shifter that can spin you into excitement. Sidewinder. Sidewinder cycle with stunt shifter. New from Tonka. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to wind it up for this 98th edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. <laughs> wow. Before we go, I always like to take just right take just a second here at the end to give our express gratitude to our benefactors, the folks that support us financially, both over on YouTube as a member and over on Patreon as a patron. And I'm going to start with those YouTube members. Thank you, Miss So, Thanos, Blasted, Nastashian, Stubaka, Mikey, I'm Aaron, Marcus, Mike C. And new since we last spoke, Strider joined us. Oh, wow. Thank you, Strider. Yeah, as a YouTube member, thank you, Strider, and welcome. And over at Patreon, I want to thank you guys mark aaron sparks miss so matt travis dan chad shelby dana chris slomo thomas davis chet jonathan h greg z tony r sean blasted stash it greg l tony g david mike c jason ben stupaka arnold stu monkey thanos <laughs> agile levi uno clay lee marcus butterspider and karen who increased her pledge oh, wow. since we last spoke she bumped oh, into that three dollar wow, level she just awesome. she kind of dipped her toe in the water at a dollar and said you know what you guys don't totally suck let's go up to three bucks we All appreciate right. you karen thank you for that and thank you for each and every one of you hey Oh, if fantastic. you would like to join these amazing folks in uh, supporting us financially, George, would you let them know how to get that done? Absolutely. We've got two ways for you to support us financially. All you have to do is head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash genxgrownup. You create a free account, then you head over and you decide how much you'd like to donate to support us. $1, $2, $3. We love you all. Wait. <laughs> uh, if you go into those higher levels, you start getting some behind the scenes episodes and swag and all different kinds of fun stuff like that. If you're not interested in Patreon, we totally 
truly understand, you can head over to one of our YouTube videos on YouTube. And right next to the little subscribe button, there's another button that says join. You click that join button for $2.99 a month. You become a YouTube member. Anytime we do live streams, you get all these cool little icons next to your name. You get little emojis that are exclusive to our YouTube members that you get to use. We call you out during the live stream and everything as a supporter. We greatly appreciate everything you do for us, and it always keeps fueling the tank. So keep that money coming in. Mm-hmm. Right, you are, George. Hey, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another one, but next week is our backtrack. That's the episode where we take a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Mo, would you let the fourth listeners know what's coming their way next week? Oh, yeah. You guys remember the days when there were actually more than one store to buy computers? Or any store to buy computers in, you mean? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. So any store. But that's what we're going to be talking about is CompUSA and actually being able to shop there back in the day. Yeah, I miss my CompUSA. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to dig into the legacy of that, just kind of the experience of it, what it was like. Yep. Hell yeah, you're not going to want to miss that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. <laughs> Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you we all appreciate most of all, though, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Games, games, games. <laughs> oh, how am I going to pull up a page here? Because I need to... Uh... Oh, for your uh, pinku piku iku? Piku You heard me. Piku niku. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.